Hey guys, this is Charlie with a quick content warning. Um, This episode discusses mental health and mental illness, including um, suicide, depression, etc. So make a good choice for yourself, and if you need to skip this one, that is a-okay. And if you struggle with these things as well and you need to reach out, you can always give us an email or DM us, and we'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to go to therapy and take your meds, guys. Met you not long ago and we talked so much and we took it so And I thought that you were into me But turns out just my body makes you feel like Hey okay. everybody! Welcome back to Read My Labia! Hey, that was good! <laughs> Today, oh, well, I'm Fritz. And I'm Charlie. And today we have a special guest. Woo! My oldest brother! Woo! So, um, welcome, Leland. Hello. Tell us, let's 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 talk to the group and tell them about you a little bit here. So what is like what's your main focus right now? What like what's your focus on life right now? Uh, graduating high school. So, are you, what grade are you in? Senior. You're a senior. Does that, like, stress you out a little? A little. A little, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what are, like, three of your f- interests? Um, Legos, Marvel, nice. cars. Nice. What's your favorite car right now? One of your favorite, I guess. Yeah. You um, probably the Konosega Gear one. Cool, I've no cool, idea I have what no it idea. means, but I'm sure it's I like awesome. Mustangs. <laughs> mm, I don't. I know most, like, car people don't. Oh, that's funny. But, you know, we're Ford people. Hyper cars. <laughs> yeah, you know, because we're Asian. I see, is that, like, in, a thing? Yeah, in Detroit, you know, oh. GM. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 you know, and you all remember Vincent Chin being beat to death. Who? Vincent Chin. In the in the in the in the eighties. Oh yeah, he was. No, I, I... So he was a Chinese American, and he was living in Detroit. And it was while when like um, Toyota was becoming really popular, and so um, a lot of the like um, white um, working class of Detroit felt very threatened by like Japanese cars, and so they attacked him because they perceived him Ooh. as Japanese. Yeah, so we have historically always been a, been Ford people yeah, yeah, because yeah, otherwise yeah, yeah, yeah. it's scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway. So. <laughs> um, welcome to the podcast. I'm Thank glad you. to have you. Um, Me too. <laughs> Wait, okay, so, yeah. so when Fritz says that you are her oldest brother... What she she means is that you're younger than her, but yeah. you're the oldest of the of the two brothers, right? Yeah. I just wanted to clarify. I that. mean, he's in high school, right? I'm not. That's so true. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify for our listeners. Yes. No, he's not the eldest child at all. At all. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's how it is. <laughs> well, you're not. Um, should we get into our period Wait, section? No. Tell no? us what you're wearing. Leland, tell us about this fit. It's a fire fit. What? <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm loving, like, the earrings with the, the sweater, you know. Sweater weather. Yeah, you got a nice little flower vibe here. 
We just Where'd did you get our it? nails. Um, earrings at a, what do we call it? Art gallery thing? I don't know what you call it. Um, yeah, queer art market. Sweatshirt at Target. Nice. Pants, I think, at Kohl's, I think. I don't know. Are those Levi's that you're wearing? No. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> They're not. I don't think so. Are you sure? It could be. I don't know. Check. Stand up, stand up. Turn around, turn around. They are classic 505s. I knew it. <laughs> I know my Levi's. She can spot a Levi from a mile, a mile away. away. Okay, we just did our nails. Anyway. Leland's, Leland's got some purple nails on. It's a, it's a fire fit. It is. Yeah. It is. You didn't do your nails. I did not, no. It's because I was busy doing everyone else's nails. But that's that okay. I thought you got a bruise on your finger. Oh, no. No, I, I can't put nails on because I still have to, I have to finish that chalkboard. You don't even put polish on, though? Yeah, I was going to put some polish on, but I ran out of time. But I'll do it later. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway, so we're going to move on to our period talk. But um, because we have someone here who obviously um, who doesn't have a period, uh, I decided that whenever we have a guest on that doesn't either necessarily want to talk about their period or can't have a period or whatever the reason may be we would talk about what in their situation the society is kind of deeming as unacceptable to talk about um and so for charlie and i it's um periods and we also want to talk about our periods yeah um but for leland we are actually going to talk well for he will talk about um his like feelings at the moment or just like what his mood has is and has been just because i think that's very um stigmatized in society especially for men and it's um, period adjacent yeah we talk about that kind of stuff in regards to our periods as well yeah absolutely yeah um i did forget to say um what are your pronouns he him okay awesome so do you remember do you have yours? Yeah, I've got mine. Okay, so I am on day 26 of my cycle. I'm going to be starting my period in three days. Mm. Ooh, goody. Goody, goody gumdrops. <laughs> um, I memorized mine and then I forgot it just like instantly. So that's cool. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to it. Yeah. Okay, I do believe I am on day 12. Um, and so I will actually be um, ovulating on the new moon. Ooh. Which is kind of fun. Nice. Um, but I'm also, I've noticed I'm now transitioning back to being on my period during the full moons. So this is in mm. transition phase. I was synced with the new moon. Right. And now I'm slowly going back to the full moon. Right. Um, so, Yeah. Wait, when is the full moon? Tom- well, tomorrow. Or t- Sunday. Tomorrow? Sunday. Sunday. Is technically the full moon. The oh. fifth. So I'm close. Today's the third. <laughs> I'm close. <laughs> All right. Anything, any updates on your period? Anything new? No. The yeah. I will say, I've been having some whack-ass dreams this week, and I can't yeah. wait to go back to normal, because the that's, fucking full moon. That's what a lot of our, like, 
My lot of our family is also having some really weird I've been waking dreams. up at like mm. 5 o'clock and can't go to I've bed. been waking up at like 3 and 5. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm looking forward to hopefully once that full moon kind of starts to go back down that I'll get back yeah. to regular sleep. Yeah. Whew, it's rough out here, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 My cycle, nothing new and exciting. It was all in the last episode. <laughs> Leland? Um, I don't know. I've been overthinking a lot. I'm scared. Scared? Scared of what? Relationships. Mm. Aren't we all? The fact that they occur so easy to go away. Mm. Yeah. We feel that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's actually, like, uh, we talked about that in the last um, episode. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, maintaining relationships. Yeah, but friendships, yeah. relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. thank you for sharing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um... Does anyone have any news? news? Fallopian news, is that what we call yeah. it? <laughs> like fallopian tubes. <laughs> fallopian I get news. you, I get you. It's good, though. Um, I don't think that I do have any news. Um, no, I don't think so. No, I don't either. Um, the government's still fucked. Yeah. That's not news, though. Yeah, well. No, pretty. But- Pretty obvious. Yeah, you're right. Never <laughs> <laughs> uh, been unfucked. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't think I have any news. Leland, you got any news? Not that I know of. Not that you know of, man. That's okay. I got some tea for later, though. Oh, I know. Yeah. So, what are we talking about today? We are talking about mental health. Yes. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess let's just get into it. It yeah. feels like a big topic, but yeah. also very relatable. Yeah. Because I think whether people deny it or not, everyone has mental health issues. Struggles, yeah. Yeah, struggles is a better word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> issues is not, is more condescending, and that's not what I mean, but. Yeah. So, what should we start off with? How should we? Well, let's see. I guess we picked this topic because um, Leland has expressed um, a lot of interest, right, Mm -hmm. in um, mental health conversations specifically around um, men, right? And um, I thought that would be an interesting um, um, kind of perspective, right? So we all have really different perspectives and experiences on mental health. So I'm kind of excited to hear about um, about that. Um, and also, I think it adds to the whole, you know, because we, we were thinking through, like, why would we talk about, excuse me, why would we talk about mental health? And I think that there's, like, an, there's an additional stigma um, around um, conversations of mental health among, like, men, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then you add to that, too, like, there's, um, there are also, um, different stigmas, um, around mental health for, um, for, um, communities of color, mm-hmm. right? And then obviously, like, the queer community experiences their own unique, um, kind of experience of mental health. So, I thought that that's, that would be a cool little intersection between all of us, um, and, and discussing kind of our own individual, yeah. yeah, like communities and how, how we've learned how to deal with those things and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why do you think mental health is such a hard thing to talk about? It's so broad. It's so broad. 
Now it's one thing that you can talk about when everyone experiences it in their own way. That's so true, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's hard to communicate, right? Because, like, I might be saying something about, like, anxiety, but the definition of anxiety for me might be might be different for somebody else, mm -hmm. right? So we could be we could both be experiencing anxiety but not have the same language for it, or the reverse, too, right? We could both say the same thing but mean something completely mm -hmm. different. Yeah. 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 Hmm. It also depends on your... Um, uh, now, I guess I would have to say probably disability because people on like the with the autism um, on the autism spectrum it also differentiates from people who's not. It yeah. could be the like, same thing. I don't know. It's just different yeah. spectrum on the same. Yeah. Same line, different spectrum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's also like it's a really vulnerable, and I think we don't know how to cultivate that as a society, and so when you it's hard to be vulnerable, then it would be hard to, like, reach out and get... Because that's... Mental health and mental health struggles is a very deep and, like... It's a very... Yeah, it's... It's, very, like, a scary thing it's to It's a very to, scary thing to have to mm -hmm. like, tell other people that you're yeah. struggling. Right, which is sad, right? Like, yeah. it shouldn't be a scary thing, especially because, like... I mean, anytime you do talk about it, if you're honest, then we realize we all have some kind of relationship to to mental health struggles right so it shouldn't be so hard to talk about i mean i've never encountered somebody who was like being honest and was like yeah i've never had an issue with that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that know? is true you yeah. know and I, and I part of it is because our society is like pull ourselves up from the bootstraps yeah, and do it absolutely. on our own and pave the way right and so that's then does not it takes it makes it individualistic and mm -hmm. not community oriented yeah um and so, yeah, it just kind of fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, I think, you know, there's always a fear of, like, rejection, mm -hmm. right? Or being misunderstood or being invalidated or being re-traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, even, like, the, to get a little even deeper is that when we talk about suicide, mm -hmm. a lot of times the conversation around that is always, like, it's selfish, and yeah that's really hard to hear because obviously i think we like i mean i think most people know that mm -hmm. but at the time when someone is having those thoughts yeah that is not the time or place to t say that right um because so, they're not in the like right like i, I want to make sure that i'm on the same page when you say like it's a selfish thing are you are you referring to when people make comments like you can't leave me or like you can't do that to this family yeah that kind of yeah thing? like okay. a lot it's yeah it's especially when like you know you say like hey i am having the suicidal thoughts uh -huh. and then the the comeback a lot of times is like well that's very selfish for these other people mm, right yeah 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 and it's just like cool what about me yeah i'm in this moment right, right. now i am feeling this right and so i get it's hard for everyone else yeah but I need you to be there for me right now. Right. And it's super frustrating when other people can't get over, like, their discomfort to, like, actually aid people who really need help. Which mm -hmm. is another thing, like, in the queer community and in communities of color, too, right? Like, um, you know, cisgender white people have a hard time being uncomfortable in the presence of or in relationship with or in conversation about you know different identities and so they would rather just not do that yeah yeah <laughs> then then talk about like what the actual systemic problems are right mm -hmm. i think i think yeah it's kind of the same thing right yeah no yeah. absolutely yeah so yeah i mean that's why it's very important to talk about it and to destigmatize right 
mental health, which I feel like we're getting closer to. But I think so too. I also feel like we take like five steps forward and like a hundred steps back yeah. sometimes, especially yeah. with people like um, fuck, what's his name that went to jail? Andrew Tate. Yeah, people like Andrew Tate. Fuck Andrew Tate, man. <laughs> like, there was a lot of teachers who were like, no. I'm in an all class of a lot of boys who mm. are in you know seventh grade, and that's all they talk about yeah, is Andrew fuck? Tate. You know, and so it's like. It's so hard because it's like I want, I know there are guys out there who are teaching their sons and even, you know, women who are teaching their sons Mm -hmm. good mental health and how to treat people. Yeah. But then there's like, obviously, there's a lot of people who shouldn't be parents. Yeah. So they're learning, these kids are learning from idols like Andrew Tate. Yeah. And I feel like, fuck, now we're going back a hundred years or something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's depressing sometimes. But. So, Leland, why do you feel like there's, or, like, how do you experience the stigma around mental health, like, specifically as somebody who identifies as a male? Um, I would, it's, it's, I would, mm, I don't know. I think I was fortunate enough to grow up in a family that's very mental health positive. Mm-hmm. It's hard to know, but at least recently, it's more, this thing was, um, I almost created this stigma for myself. Mm. Towards like I, I used to be very open and honest, but then I kind of realized, oh, other people have their own problems that they're dealing with, so I don't want to add on to that. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. I don't know if it's like stigmatizing it or not, but it's just more. Like you're afraid of, of creating a burden for yeah. other people. I think that's a really common thing, yeah. right? When yeah, we talk no, about I, mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we're always like, why? Why? Do, do my issues deserve more attention than other people's issues, yeah. right? Or, like, my problems are my pre- problems, and no one else should have to feel responsible for me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I think yeah. part of that comes with, I mean, I'm young kids experience it, too. But, like, I think as you get older, you realize that, like, other people have their own issues right. as well. And so that's when those thoughts of, like, well, I don't want to be a burden to them. Right. Because you are aware now of, like, yeah. other yeah. people's issues. Yeah. Yeah. I think even for me, when I was first starting out on um, therapy in like eighth grade, mm-hmm. I remember thinking, oh, my problems are so small. Mm, Maybe yeah. compared to someone else, I'm like, I, 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 that's like the only time I don't want to go to therapy because I, someone else could have used that hour up that actually needed it. Oh, man. Yeah, but, th- I feel like that's super common mm-hmm, too, right? Mm-hmm. People are, like this whole like like um, comparing traumas thing. Like, yeah. well, at least I don't have it as, as bad as this person, so like I should just get over it or it shouldn't be a big deal or this shouldn't yeah. bother me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still feel that way, or is that kind of, have you grown through that? Um, not as much anymore, only because mm-hmm. I've been to so many different therapists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think depending on the situation where I'm going, yeah, it's definitely like that. And then when it comes to meeting new people, I'm also very, um, what's what, what I'm looking for? I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, I'm not, here, one second. The stigma is for me then it's just like noticing that oh, I don't especially when I'm talking to a man. Uh-huh. It's like okay, where's this? How open is this person? Yeah, when it comes yeah. To, like mm-hmm. mental health. And yeah. I, I, I thought I coached. I was very open about it. Mm-hmm. And he he's a great coach. Yeah. Which was a shit for beefs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like he was very respectful of me and saying okay yeah that's fine you have anxiety you have issues with yourself. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, uh-huh. he, he was respectful in the sense that he didn't. He was okay with me just being a manager and not actually playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, he, at the end, he turned kind of sour. Oh no! At the end, he was a, no. 
Mm. I love the way he coached and everything. He wasn't like super hard on the players. Yeah. It's the way he needed to be. He didn't like keep if he lost, lost together. He didn't pinpoint anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um but probably shit human being, probably. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> um, mm. He really turned me off about well actually he didn't. The player and the assistant coach really turned me off about the on the team and the mm. as well. Mm. Well, when you brought it to his attention though, he yeah. dismissed it. And I think that's kind of like, oh, how much are you actually for me? Right. And not just feeling and, bad for me. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah. Or not just saying like, oh that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not like he wants to deal with it, so it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Mm, just stay yeah. home. <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly probably should because I didn't do anything in practice. Um, <laughs> so the other question I would have is, you are someone, like, growing up, you've always been in tune with your emotions. You're a very, mm-hmm. like, sentimental guy. You're sensitive. Um, mm-hmm. And it's something that, like, I admire about you and that you, even with all... I mean, you went through a rough middle school mm-hmm. um, years. And so even with that all, you still are sensitive and you're still caring for other people. Um, but especially with, like, your male friendships. Yeah. How, like, do you feel like you have to shut yourself off when you're with them? Or do you feel like you can still be yourself and be sensitive when you're with guy, more, like, friends. With guy yeah. friends? I think because of my eighth grade year, which I was bullied mainly by guys, mm. I think I've definitely now, and plus with my family of mainly having sisters, I've mm-hmm. always been more gravitated towards being friends with girls. Yeah. Um, so it just really started happening to where I've gotten like good friendships, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> my senior year with guys. And mm-hmm. even then it's like, Maybe I think one guy. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but yeah. I think maybe like one guy. Yeah. And with him, I feel more um, okay with talking about, talking about, talking about my emotions, but only because I know who he is more, yeah. and I'm not like it's like a new, a new ass friendship where it's like right. I had to learn this person, and then but since I know like, he goes to my school, I I hear things about him. He's yeah, yeah. Pretty chill. So mm-hmm. yeah. Does, do you feel like he, like, would reciprocate, like, talking about his, like, emotions and feelings in mental state, or would he just, like, receive? Yeah. I think he would, but I think, I don't know if he would do as much sure. as me. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I've always been more of a oversharer, which I sure. often <laughs> get that, but it's something I have to learn to know where the line is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that he would, I just don't want the same level as me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, though, that you are, like, comfortable and secure enough to be, like, it's okay for me to have, like, female friends. Mm-hmm. And, like, can you can value, like, the relationship and, um, like, the, the intimacy there instead of feeling like, oh, I need to have guy friends. Because I feel like that's yeah. totally a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, people are, are like, yeah, guys, young guys especially, yeah. are like, oh, I need I need guy friends. Because I'm not man enough. Yeah, yeah, have. exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, I think just generally, like, I think that, I think that, like, men who are more in touch with their emotions and who can communicate those things and feel open about those things and feel comfortable, like, having those kinds of conversations with, like, women 
are more secure, mm-hmm. not less, mm-hmm. you know, um, are, you know, even you could say more quote unquote, more masculine if you wanted to put mm-hmm. it like in their own terms. Right. Yeah. Because they're less like comfortable as they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that was pretty, pretty obvious to me, at least when I was in eighth grade, mm. they were bullying me basically. Mm. So because of my, how in tune I was with, with my emotions mm. as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that even gave me, because of them, mm-hmm. I now have like PTSD and like, mm-hmm. which is also math with bisocial anxiety. So, mm-hmm. no. Right? There's social anxiety masked with PTSD. I don't yeah. fucking know. But, that makes sense, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's because of that, it's also made, it's also made it difficult to then know what it is that like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm going with that. Like, it's made it difficult to, like, diagnose, like, where your struggles come from? Is that what you're trying to say, maybe? I don't know. I think it's just, like... I don't know. Well, just recently, you have had the diagnosis yeah. of the PTSD. That has uh-huh. been... Yeah. No. That has been very helpful, and you've mm-hmm. gotten... Um, in the past, like, I think last year I got it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. it was, I thought it was four months ago. No. Would have been oh, that was sick. last year. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I forget oh, that man. Year. No, oh, you're man. right. Yeah. That was last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that was, I think, I think we all thought it was social anxiety um, yeah. because you were very, like, it was very prevalent. Um, and so it was a very, like, oh, PTSD. Like, you know, that's that's traumatic. I mean, it's anything is, but... Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you are on some medication, but obviously it takes a while to um, figure out the right dosage yeah. and if it's, you yeah. know, a good fit for you and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it's, I'm glad you're starting that journey because yeah. I want you to obviously be living a more, a more stable life of where you can be yourself um, and have a better control of your life again. Yeah, yeah. And not be controlled by your mental health well and that's kind of like what you're talking about um last week too fritz when you're talking about that show limitless right Mm -hmm. like like having those stressors but not letting those things control your life right and like finding the balance um in between those things Mm because like we're not trying to erase anxiety right we're not trying to erase like these really big scary stressful emotions we're trying to learn how to exist and live life like fully and functionally in the midst of those things yeah. without letting them take away from your life. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. Like learning how to integrate those things into into your identity instead of like being afraid of them or, or shoving them to the side. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to talk, I just thought, um, can we talk about what makes a good therapist? Yeah. Have we all had good and bad therapists? I've had good yeah. and bad therapists. Oh, yeah, sure. I've had really mostly bad ones. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to know then. What yeah. What is your opinion? Um, like, what What do you look for in a good therapist, or what are red flags in a bad therapist? Well, for me, a red flag would be like the only bad ther- therapist I had, which mm-hmm. was the one, my second one. Mm-hmm. She was pretty good. I mean, I think for me, the biggest red flag was that she brought into religion, even yeah. when I said like I don't know what I believe. Yeah. And she brought it in as like a solution. Right. I'm like, okay, no, I'm yeah. done. You're done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sucks because she had, like, a 
super cute animal that she had a chinchilla that was super cute. A chinchilla? What? Yes. I was very happy that she had a chinchilla. Yeah. But, hmm. Um, and then my probably my first therapist, probably I saw the most mm-hmm. um progress in because I kinda went there for my eighth grade plus some like anger management issues that I had mm-hmm. and then I, I saw the biggest improvement in with him. Mm-hmm. Then he moved away. But mm-hmm. and then the one I'm currently going to, I feel he's good mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know if I'm getting the correct I don't know if we're doing if we're going in the direction I want to go when it comes to progress because yeah. like he I, I, I talked about this because I might slow it down the um my visits with him mm-hmm. but he's saying hey, we don't want to just keep going in a circle and I think sure. we are going in a circle a little yeah, bit when it yeah. comes to I mean well, mainly because of the same problems keep reoccurring yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, he was saying today how like we don't really want to put out all these mini fires when then there's this right. biggest fire right yeah. here sure um so I've been, I don't know, what what does make a good therapist? Yeah, what does make a good therapist? That's like, I, don't, I think it just depends on the person. Yeah, right, yeah. It, it's I like, mean, what do you need? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what I need. <laughs> when it comes to therapists, at least. <laughs> at this, I just knew that we'll probably, instead of coming with a solution right away, mm-hmm. maybe we'll come up with a solution like within two visits or three visits and yeah. then we can talk about like, ways we can solve this. I don't know. Do you feel like that's because like you, that's how you process best? Like you need time to think about things? I think depending on the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm gonna, like making on the spur moments of where I just like, okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I would need to know things in advance in order for me to sure. figure stuff out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's just more when it comes to like how does this person react to different things and mm. how open are they? Because, like, with the, yeah. with the the one that brought in religion, it was her own house. I think it was mainly, a, like, an individualistic therapy. So she didn't, she didn't yeah. even have, like... A practice. Yeah. Like, yeah. Re- a, they have re- re- regulations. They have mm-hmm. laws that have to go by. The therapist has to go by. So they, they can't really bring in religion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think... I don't know. I doubt they can, but I don't know. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But. What about you, Fritz? What are your red flags? <laughs> Which one? Um. <laughs> well, I also don't like. I think part of the issue that I had was I was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> um. I think I was, especially at that point in time when I was. I mean, I need to get another therapist. Um. But I am currently not with a therapist. But when I was taking therapy, um. I, the first one I ever had, it was in person, mm-hmm. and she also ended up bringing it a little bit into, like, religion, mm-hmm. into it, and I would, I'm, I bet there are some good-ass people out there who are religious. Yeah. But, and bring it in, but the ones I experienced was not. <laughs> <laughs> well, and especially if you, like, if you're setting the boundary, and you're like, I don't want to talk about it. Then like they should just respect that boundary. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one I had was an online one, and it mm-hmm. was through uh, BetterHelp. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't think like she was a she was good at what she did, and I think at that point I was more the problem, and it was just a I think I need one that was in person, but b I also think I kind of just let her dictate like what 
my problems were. Yeah. And didn't really, like, speak up to me. I was like, no, yeah. that's not the issue. Yeah. Like, actually, I'm struggling with this or yeah. this or this or whatever. Yeah. And so I just kind of let her go down her own rabbit trails. And I was like, yeah, totally. And it wasn't really helpful to you. Yeah, it wasn't helpful to me. Yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily be honest. And so, like, therapy only works if you are the one that actually is telling the truth and, like, doing stuff like that. And I definitely was not. Um, yeah. And so I don't necessarily have a lot of... um experience with therapists also because they're fucking expensive yeah um but yeah so i think for the most part i'm the problem (laughs) (laughs) no but i feel like that's a that's a common issue right like i think that lots of people have a really hard time advocating for themselves in therapy right and so you'll never really know if that therapist was really capable of helping you or not Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you never really got the opportunity opportunity to be helped yeah, right yeah. i don't think that makes you the problem <laughs> i know you're i know you're saying that like facetiously or whatever but yeah uh, well and in general in the medical field i did have an issue with advocating for myself right. and just recently I think lots of people do yeah. i have been better at like Good. doing that and yeah. so i i think now especially now i think i would be better at like yeah like okay yes good i'm proud of you but yeah. i don't know because i haven't gone back to therapy yeah. in a while so yeah yeah yeah, I've had a lot of therapists, <laughs> and I've had some good ones, and I've had some really bad ones, um, but, like, yeah, I mean, I started going to therapy in, like, middle school. I think I was probably in, like, the seventh grade or something, and did, like, individual therapy and group therapy and all this stuff, and um, I don't remember a whole lot about that therapist. I remember that she mostly just let me talk. And I remember thinking that, like, okay, but, like, you're not solving my problems because I'm just talking. And I think that part of it, what I've learned anyway, is that a lot of therapists are not used to their patients being really introspective Mm -hmm. and intuitive and, like, um, having already done a lot of, like, inner work, right? And so even, like, as a young person, I already kind of, I, I had an inkling at, like, what my problems were. And I could talk about them, but I didn't just need somebody to vent to. And I think that's what a lot of American society believes therapy to be, is just talk therapy, just venting, which is totally valid. And, like, I totally need that. But, like, to me, that's kind of what my friends are for. (laughs) Right? And, And that's not to say that my friends are my therapists, because that's not what I'm saying. That's something different, right? A therapist is somebody who, like, walks with you through the, like, the really messy parts, the scary parts that you really need professional help with, right? Yeah. My friends are not solving my problems for me. They're just hearing me and, like, affirming me, right? I don't need a therapist to do that. So, yeah, and I think that, yeah, so that was fine or whatever. I don't think that I really got a lot out of it. I definitely didn't get a lot of out of group therapy, and I think it was the same thing. I think I was surrounded by a lot of, like, teenagers. I went to group therapy when I was, like, in high school age, yeah. And I was surrounded by a lot of teenagers who were, like, um, probably, like, a lot more depressed than I was. Like, more, like, suicidal than I was. Did you know them? I didn't know any of them. I didn't know any of them. Um, And, you know, I grew up, like, in a bigger area, you know. And so, like, the, 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 um, the, like, hospital or whatever that I went to was, like, outside of my community. So I, I just really didn't know any of these people. Um, and, you know, I've always, like, used humor to, like, deflect or whatever, you know, and so I'd be, like, cracking jokes about, like, you know, whatever, my mental health, and they're just, like, not 
reciprocating. It was just like a really awkward, weird thing. And I was like, man, I thought we were all here because we were suicidal, no? <laughs> and they're like, and I was like, okay. <laughs> um, met one of my first boyfriends there. It's fine. <laughs> was a healthy start. I know. I know, you know, we talked on, like, AIM or whatever the fuck. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and then, like, um, I've had, like, counselors that are, like, not with an actual practice, and I've personally found that those are not a good solution, because usually, yeah, usually they're, they're faith-based, and, um, um, and that's fine. Like, I, I don't have anything against faith-based counselors or therapists, but, um, when a lot of your trauma um, centers around <laughs> your faith and religion or your marriage, yeah. you know, and you're, yeah. yeah. And, and so I've had a lot of people like, uh, a lot of therapists tell me, you know, that the problem is that I need to be a different kind of wife or a different kind of parent or a different kind of mentor or just like a different skin color. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and so, yeah, so that, that, that like, yeah, definitely the biggest red flags for me have always been like, like, somebody who immediately, like, is like, oh, well, that's not the issue. The issue is that, like, you know, you need to think about it, like, through the lens of, you know, white Christianity, right? Instead of, like, instead of actually just meeting me where I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other thing, too, for sure, has always been, like, any counselor that, that says, like, that is white and says, I know what it's like to be a person of color because fill in the blank. <laughs> what the yeah, fuck? for sure, for sure. I had I had one person say that they knew how what it was like to be um um like the only person of their race in a community because like she lived in Mexico for like a month. <gasps> oh my. And I was like, no, but that doesn't mean that you know what it's like to be a person of color and like in white capitalistic america like i literally like looked at her and said that and she was like well and i was just like no <laughs> this isn't gonna happen this isn't gonna work Oof. yeah well and and yeah and yeah she reported me to her boss i got kicked out of that that um therapy that counseling facility it's fine it's for the best I know, I know. Well, they, they, the, the, her like boss called me and was like, oh, well, and the other thing is like one of the sessions, like the last session we ended up having, she was like, I want you to recount every single traumatic thing that's ever happened to you chronologically. And even as she said that, I was like, that's pretty fucked up, but like, all right, here we go, you know? And so I left that, that meeting or whatever, like super like emotionally, like, you know, exhausted. Yeah. Right? Like, re-traumatized or whatever and then I got a call from like the CEO and they're like we can we can no longer accept your appointments and we're going to be taking you off of the schedule because we can't have um people who are threatening our counselors and like challenging our counselors and oh my yeah yeah I didn't tell you about this no oh my god yeah yeah no it, yeah and it's because it's because she kept trying to like I it was in the throes of like you know um covid and like anti-asian hate was was abundant and i was like hey like i'm dealing with a lot of anxiety and like paranoia um and these different things because of these things that are happening to my family these things that are happening in my community they're happening locally here they're happening where my family lives like across the nation they're happening in large cities and and she just repeatedly was like but have any of those things happened to you charlie and i was like well, no, I've never been, like, spat in the face or, like, stabbed. 
But, like, that doesn't mean that I'm not still feeling, like, anxious and, like, fearful for for those people and also for myself by extension. A- absolutely! Right? No, she was like, no. She just kept repeating that, like, but, ha- but did any of those things happen to you? I'm like... Thanks for not being helpful. Yeah, literally, literally. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's why I was challenging her, quote unquote. And I, I asked her to read a couple books about, like, racism. And she said that she would, and so I guess they didn't like that. Anyway, <laughs> red flag, red flag. Um, and so, yeah. So I did a better, better help counselor, um, and she was wonderful. Um, she was a person of color. Um, yeah, so from that experience, I realized I need to yeah. pursue counselors of color. Um, and like pretty much no exception. Right. And, um, not because there aren't good white counselors out there, but because I think that there's a higher likelihood that I'm going to get encounter a counselor that, that is at least more empathetic towards Mm -hmm. racial issues. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I had a counselor on better help. Um, and she was a person of color. She was she was very kind and like very empathetic and very encouraging, but it just kind of got to the point where she was like, you know, I don't feel like I can do a whole lot more for you because you need um, medication and you need some more like cognitive behavioral help therapy. And I was like, you're so right. You know, we were kind of we had arrived at that same point. She had kind of talked me out of like this crisis mode after my divorce. And so then I pursued in-person therapy and had the best counselor of my life. Um, and he was, um, or he is, <laughs> um, Puerto Rican. Um, and so, and, and closer to my age. And so that was just a really cool thing that we like both were educated about, like mm-hmm. the system. And we grew up like in the same kind of generation. Um, so we had a lot of the same vocabulary I didn't ever feel like I had to educate him about anything. And that's the thing, is that, like, any counselor that I feel like I have to educate about my identity in order for them to, like, meet me in the middle, I have found to be a red flag, Mm -hmm. right? I want to go somewhere where I can say, like, I experienced this thing and then not have to explain it. Yeah. Just have them, like, have a baseline understanding of that experience so that they can see, like, the trauma of the experience instead of having to, like be told why it's traumatic mm-hmm. right like like the, the whole question like why is that traumatic is a traumatic question to be asked right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know so so yeah but then he moved to new york damn yeah i know good for yeah. him but yeah damn. good for him good for him <laughs> yeah and, and and now i'm actually seeing two therapists which i don't know if i've said that before on the podcast i'm seeing two therapists one of them is white um, and she, she, um, is my, um, EMDR therapist. So we don't do a lot of talk therapy. It's mostly like about revisiting like traumatic memories. Um, and I feel really comfortable with her just doing that. I don't know that I would feel comfortable with her like doing like, you know, an hour session every week necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other therapist is a woman of color and, um, and she's very kind. Um, but she, um, she didn't grow up in America, and so I think that she um, doesn't have well, yeah, she doesn't have the same relationship to race as I do, mm. um, and which is not bad. It's just different. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, lots of different therapists. Some of them really bad. Some of them really good. And like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess when I realized that thing that like oh, 
the only way that I'm going to get the um, therapy that I need is is if I say the thing. Yeah. That's when I realize that like I'm actually in control in this situation, and so so this therapist might be a really good therapist. They're just saying the wrong thing because they don't know, mm-hmm. right? And when I kind of learned how to take control of a conversation, and we and and even be comfortable, like I actually want to stop this line of of questioning or this this line of the conversation because this is irrelevant to what I came here to do. Yeah. Um. And my friend gave me a really good suggestion to like just write down the things that you actually want to talk about before you go, and then be like, these are the things that I want to talk about today. And that has helped me kind of really take control of like, and take ownership of like how much I get out of therapy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like yeah. I just talked a bunch. <laughs> no, I I think I've also had mostly therapists. Like I wonder if the cognitive cognitive behavioral behavior health would be better for me. I think cuz I'm also some I mean most of my family is like very much we're intellectually emotionally aware. Yeah. And so a lot of times when we go to like therapists or even like other people but they're just like, wow, like, yeah, you're, wow. you're fine. Like, I don't, yeah. why are you here? Yeah, like, you know, yeah, yeah. You know all the you things. Know all, and I was like, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, tell but, me what to do. Yeah, yeah, like, I need steps to be taken. Mm-hmm. I can't always just be breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Right. Well, and that's the thing is though, like, we can talk about coping um, mechanisms and coping skills till we're blue in the face, but mm-hmm. like, that doesn't mean that I'm going to do them. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I don't need you to teach me the coping, coping skills. Like, I just, I need you to teach me how to, like, rewire my thinking so that I actually do those things so that I get better. Like, yeah. I, I logically know that I'm supposed to. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think that my therapists have only really been doing, like, mm-hmm. the talking. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm like, I I know this. Yeah. <laughs> I got it in yeah. the bag, <laughs> Well, yeah. And I'm finding, like, even, like, my current therapist, like, she's... She, I have told her, like, this is this is the kind of therapy that I need. And she's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I just got this new book. And I'm like, that's great. But, like, I need somebody who maybe knows even a little bit yeah. more than that. More experience. Yeah. Because, like, she has these little worksheets or whatever. And, and they're helpful. I, but I've done a lot of those with other therapists before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I know how to, like, list my feelings and list my reactions. And I know how to do all these different things. Like, I just, like, I need to, after I do the worksheet, have, like, a therapist that, like, looks at that and then, like, talks me through the rest of my answers. Like, I can answer the questions. I need you to tell me, like, or help me make the connection between, like, my experience and why I answered that question that way. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And it kind of sucks, too, because the healthcare I'm on <laughs> to try to find a decent um uh therapist for what I can afford um that my healthcare will pay for because it's just it's basically like what every state will give out to poor people yeah. um is really challenging yeah because a lot of the people in our area too like well there's some really good ones but they're more they don't re- always accept then therapy uh, my insurance yeah are you on medicaid Mm -hmm. yeah i'm on medicaid as well even like i think therapists are so good but also because it's i've even i was listening to a therapist who was like i want to take medicaid patients Mm -hmm. right and she was saying the reason why so many therapists don't do it Mm -hmm. is because medicaid also makes it very very fucking hard for them to be able to accept it 
Interesting. Um, it's like usually like almost like a year and a half long process just oh to be gosh. able to accept it. And even then wow. you have to keep pestering them. Mm. Um, and so that was very eye opening to me. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it just kind of fucking sucks that our healthcare is so inaccessible. inaccessible. Yes. Yeah, and the people who, like, need it the most are typically in (laughs) in poor communities, in communities of color, you know, in rural communities, like, the people who are more isolated, and they have the least amount of access to, you know, resources, or even to get help to get the resources, right? I mean, it's like the system is set up so that, like, if you don't know how to fill out the paperwork, if you don't know how to, um, like, navigate um, a, through a computer, or if you don't know how, like, what phone number to call, mm-hmm. right? Like, then you just, there's no help for you. Yeah. That's it. You can't walk into anywhere and be like, unless you're going to the ER, and then you're going to get stuck with huge-ass medical bills, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. America. Yeah, America. Wouldn't it be so amazing if, like, our, like, public school system had, like, actual therapists in them instead of, like, just, like, counselors who are just, like, school counselors that tell you what classes to take? Yeah, well, yeah. I think, I think where it is, my, um, sponsor for youth group mm-hmm. is, like, a social worker in the school. Oh, yeah? Who, like, will be there for the kids if they need it. That's like, nice. That's it's a thing. It okay, yeah, okay. Thing. I'm glad that that's a thing. Let's get the fucking police out of out of public schools and instead give our kids some like mental health resources. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, fuck the police. I felt that sigh. Um well, do we want to talk about like our stage of Yeah. Where we're yeah. at or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Whatever yeah, you yeah. feel comfortable with sharing. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable going mm-hmm. first? Go ahead. Mm, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. No, I could go first. That's okay. fine. Okay. Um, yeah, where am I at mentally? <laughs> <laughs> where is my mind? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a really hard, like, I'm not even sure because I'm like... There's nothing, normal's, like, I want to always be like, you know, what's normal? But there's nothing is yeah, normal. Yeah, there is no normal. Um, and so, and it's also very interesting, because I'm a young, ad- I mean, we talked about this, but I'm a young adult who, their young adult was introduced by COVID. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I so keep forgetting, like, how much of a fucking, fucking mind hard. trip that would be. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, what, the experiences I am. Man, fuck the police. <laughs> 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 the stuff that I'm experiencing is like how much of this is because I'm in my young 20s and yeah. how much of this is because COVID has kind of fucked yeah. it over yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean going through having a divorce and coming out all in one is swoop. yeah is a very is very hard yeah. um, it's hard to f- know what to like piece apart and what is necessary and what is like leave it lying because it's like it's fine like I don't have to know all the answers and what what is what um I know I have come a long way since 2019 why did you just look at me I didn't even know you then no I know (laughs) like since the beginning of COVID or since you were married what are you talking about yeah since I was married but also just like I mean 20 since 2020 Uh and even then 2021 our divorce and before that in 2020 leading up to it um 
I was I was a very I was very alone because I I made it that way. Not necessarily because other people weren't there. <laughs> they were yeah. definitely there. I just made it that way. Um, and so I know I've come super far from that. Sorry, it's just the fucking sirens. <laughs> and now I've gotten on like. I'm taking a pretty high dosage of pills, and sometimes I forget, which sucks, um, but I'm trying to be better at that, to take them. Um, oh, your pills, sometimes yeah. you forget to take them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like right now, I I guess I feel content, hmm. um, but I also sometimes feel like I'm not feeling... <laughs> and so it's Like just, you're numb? Yeah, yeah, like I'm just numb, and I don't know how much of it is also just because of where I'm at in life, where, like the news like just yeah. life in general if yeah. it's you know that's like overpowering um but yeah like i don't know there's just a lot of things i mean i know my though how i eat is not great either like <laughs> Same. um i'm not very good at making meals in the evenings for myself mm-hmm. and i'm not very good at packing lunches and mm-hmm. so there are days where i'm like oh i haven't eaten in a really long time mm-hmm. and i know that does that's not great for me um and so yeah, I don't know. It's it feels, it feels like I'm doing better. Yeah. But then I also know I'm like not living how I could be, and to make my life a lot like I don't know healthier, healthier, happier, fuller. fuller. Yeah. 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 And it's not like I strive to be like happy all the time because that's yeah, never no. that's never a possibility. Yeah. Um, but I do strive to like see joy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, and so. And there are obviously moments still where I feel that, and I'm like, I have that, but I just, I guess I wish I would take better care of myself, and I still feel like I'm not growing in that way. And so do you feel like you're, like, not taking really good care of yourself, like, you mean, like, physically, primarily, Yeah, physically, right? but, I mean, and mentally, too, because I should get a therapist and do that. Well, yeah. sure. But do you feel like that's, that's, like, still because of, like, depression and stuff, or is that just more because of, like, circumstances? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I think both. Mm. I think it's a little bit of both. I yeah. think I still carry that. Um, and I'm doing a lot better, but... I mean, circumstances, too, kind of. Yeah. But I think if I would value myself more, too... Yeah, if you prioritize yourself. Then I would want to take care of better yeah. myself. And so yeah. it's, like, all... I don't take good care of myself. bundle either. of... All wrapped up. Yeah. Well, okay, so I do want to say, though, like, in regards to the feeling numb thing, though, is that, like, like you do feel happiness, right? And you feel joy... Right. And so I feel like uh, I feel like a lot of times when we say that we feel numb, we we are specifically like thinking of how like we're not in touch with like the really deep, scary, sad emotions. Mm -hmm. But if you really were feeling numb, you wouldn't feel the opposite of that either. You know what I mean? So 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 I mean, because I have had experiences um, with like um, medication where I was genuinely like numb mm-hmm. right like I didn't feel I felt neither joy nor grief mm-hmm. I literally didn't feel anything and so um and so I, I guess what I'm saying is like I know what my um like spectrum is yeah and that's that's a way that I have to check myself mm-hmm. and like and measure like growth right because yeah. I'm growing out of like those really deep depressive states but I'm not growing away from happiness necessarily you know what I mean I'm just I'm just like finding that center place where I can feel happiness and joy but I'm not necessarily um being drugged down by the like the the hard bad things mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah no that makes sense yeah yeah 
Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, like, for the most part, my like, because I was definitely last year, I definitely had a lot of suicidal ideation. Ideation. Ideation, yeah. Ideation, yeah. Um, and I, I don't think I have that. Like, I, that's, it still comes in waves. I mean, like, I mean, I guess I still feel like, doesn't everyone a little bit like, hey, <laughs> who wants to not be here? <laughs> well, and that's such a weird question, too, because I feel like a lot of people really do have those kinds of thoughts. Yeah. But, like, I want to believe that not everyone does. <laughs> but how could you not? Yeah, yeah. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, part of it's like, I just don't know if that's just life in general or if it actually is. But anyway, um, that was very prevalent, obviously, more in, like, September, October for me of last year. Um, and so I feel like I've come. Yeah. Which that was, like, when you were separating, is that true? Or yeah. had you already been separated? Sorry, two years ago, right? Two years yeah, ago. Cause okay, yeah, because that was, no. Yes, so two years ago, not yes, just last yes, year. Yes, yes, yes. Right. 2021. Oh my God, I forgot also. <laughs> so, yeah, 2021, when I first moved out especially. And, I mean, yeah. I live right near a train, so, like, yeah. that did not fucking help. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I realized, like, someone had to clean, I mean, this is very dark, yeah. but someone has to see that, someone yeah. has to clean it up, yeah. and so, like... I, I couldn't, like, right. I, which that also kind of, not angered me, but it was just like, I can't live for myself and I can't die for myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I get it. Yeah. And so I just felt like my whole life was just people pleasing and it has been. And so it's just this fucking like weird like thing. Yeah. Um, but so I know since 2021, I've come a really super far long way thanks to the help of others. And I also felt like I like. You should give yourself my yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it would be really hard not to be here or. It would be really hard if I didn't have others, but, like, I, I put in the work, yeah. and I, like, tried, and I um, tried to make myself a better life, and I know I have I have done that. I know it can be better, and so that's why I continue to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I think that's kind of, like, where I'm at right now is just, I, I think I'm in a pretty good place, but I also don't know if I could be in a better place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, like, even the fact that you, like, um... You stuck with, you know, medication. Like, you know, it takes a long time to find the right combination and the right dosage. And mm-hmm. even when you do find the right thing, it doesn't necessarily work forever. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, reevaluate constantly. And so that's a, I think that's a huge hurdle. Mm-hmm. The fact that you were even willing to do that and still continue to be willing to do that, like, I feel like that speaks volumes as far as, like, the level of, like, um, your self-care, right, and and your improvement and your, like, willingness and desire to, to like, heal yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, if we don't look at any other evidence of your actual life, at least that, that's a really hard thing and you did it, right? Well, thank so, you. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do want to mention, like, I think the next step for me to even having a better life is finding a queer community. Yeah. And, and a therapist. And a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, that's, I think, probably, I mean, I've said this now for a year, but around, in my area, I have to travel, like, yeah, an hour not, to get Yeah, it's not easy places, to find and that. so I'm just waiting till I move, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, so, like, these next steps that have to be taken, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm proud of you, though, friend. Thank you. Yeah, you're doing a lot. I yeah. try. I know you do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... <clears throat> okay, my mental health now, right? Yeah. 
Okay, so honestly, I really feel like, um, I feel like I'm in the best place that I've ever been in my life. And, like, I, that's kind of a weird thing to say, right? Because, like, I don't think that I'm, like, mentally doing, like, awesome or whatever. <laughs> but I think that I at least, like, have the, have the tools that I need, you know? And, um, and, and I'm implementing them in a way that is, like, for my benefit. Um, and also just, like, my life circumstances, I feel like, are currently also the best that they've been and a large part of that is because like I feel so much freedom um having like left my husband um I feel like really connected to my daughter I feel like I have good like adult friends um I have a partner in my life that I really love and you know so all of these these really good things um are like occurring in my life that to me those like offset the things that are hard you know because like life is still fucking hard um but I feel like um I feel like I'm finally at a stage where I'm like out of crisis mode um which I didn't realize how deeply in and, how, and for how long I was in crisis mode until I was out of it you know like I didn't realize that I was depressed my entire marriage, you know, mm -hmm. I, or really honestly, like my entire life, mm -hmm. you know, different stages of depression and different, um, different like, like, uh, levels or whatever, you know, sometimes I was, I had more like suicidal ideation than other times, um, and I always would compare to like when I was really depressed as a, as a kid, I'd be like, well, at least I'm not as depressed as I was then. But now that I have some distance, I realize that it's not necessarily that I was, like, less depressed as an adult. It was just that I had more vocabulary, mm -hmm. so I could feel more heard. Um, and, like, I had more, like, reasoning, right? More logic, more, um, more skills to, like, guide myself through those things. Whereas when I was really young, like, in, in middle school, I used to do things like write suicide notes for fun. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and, like, and I, it was just, like, just in case, if I, if I ever need it, like, here it is. And, like, it, I would, like, put together, like, like a will, even. I'd be like, this is what I would want everybody in my life to have, and this is, this is the, these are the last words that I would want everyone in my life to know. Mm. And I was like, dis I would like distribute my possessions. And, and like, and I remember feeling like very, like, that was like a very cathartic thing for me. So I didn't really think that it was like a sad thing. But now I'm like, that was the only like medium that I had to communicate honestly how I, how I was feeling. Because it was in my, like, it was on my, like, little, my, um, computer diary that had a password. Like, like nobody would, uh, no one would ever see. No one would ever know. I think this is the first time I've ever even said aloud that I, that I did that. Um, and so, you know, as an adult, I was like, at least I'm not writing suicide notes. <laughs> you know, but... <laughs> But yeah, but it's just because I had, like, friends, yeah. you know? It's yeah. just because I had people to talk to, not because I was better, um... And, um, yeah, and, but, but when I, when I realized that a huge source of my, like, um, depression, um, was tied to, I don't want to say tied to my relationship, per se, I just tied to the circumstance of my life 
while I was married, right? Mm -hmm. Like feeling trapped, feeling alone, feeling isolated, feeling a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, feeling like a failure, feeling like there was no out for me, you know, there was no forward for me. There just, there, there was only a is, this is my life, period, right? There's no, I have no power or capacity to change this. When I realized that I actually did have the power and capacity to change that and that that wouldn't make me a morally bad person, mm-hmm. um, I, I had a lot of freedom. And so everything from there has been really fucking hard, but like really, really freeing. Every single step has been like, wow, this is a new level of freedom that I haven't reached before. Mm. Um, so like... I was really depressed when I got divorced, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 when I got separated and stuff. And I had a lot of really severe anxiety. Um, and I felt really hopeless and really worthless in all of these things. But I was, at least I had, like, autonomy over my choices, mm-hmm. right? At least I could, like, make decisions for myself um, and not feel like... Um, I had a big secret that I had to hide. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so... Um, yeah, like I said, so I'm on, like, my third therapist since my separation. Um, not because of anything bad or anything, just because of circumstances. Um, and I am medicated now. Um, and I haven't been medicated since I was a child, since I was, yeah, like, in the eighth grade or so. Um, and was really resistant to that because I, because that was the time that I was really numb, right? Um... And so I did all of this work, like, I did as much work as I possibly could, like, journaling and, like, meditating and, like, breathing exercises and, like, all of these things, like, until I got to the point where I was, like, the only thing left is medication, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm seeing a therapist, I have good friends, I have all of these things, and I'm still depressed, I still feel worthless. The only thing left is I have to get medicated. And when I just kind of, like, swallowed my pride and was like, this is what I have to do, then I was able to, like, find, at, finally, right, some freedom from, from depression. Yeah. Which, that's a whole other thing. Like, not even just the stigma around mental health, but the stigma mm-hmm. around medication. Yes. And when it really came down to it, I was telling my daughter, like, there is nothing wrong with being on medication. Like, there is nothing wrong with, like, needing these things. There's nothing wrong, blah, 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 blah. But then I, at the same time, was not choosing to be medicated, and that felt very hypocritical for me. And so I was like, if I'm saying these things, then I need to also be willing to do this for myself because it will make me a better mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, I'm medicated now. You know, I see therapists. And I'm finally at a point where I'm not dealing with, like, the issues right in front of me, right? I'm not dealing with um, racism in my community. Like, those things are still really scary and traumatic for me, but um, not, they're not incapacitating for me anymore. I feel like I've reached this point where like the 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 next the next step for me is that I need to revisit childhood trauma. And that's really scary and overwhelming because it's like, you know, I've worked so hard to remove myself from these situations and to mm. move forward. And so now I'm at this point where like there are huge gaps in my memory and like like I I know that my mind is like protecting me from certain memories um like, for my mental health, and so I need to figure out a way to, like, assure my mind and my body that I actually am safe enough and capable enough to, like, revisit those things in order to work through them and not feel, and not be re-traumatized and not, like, fall apart and not, 
you know, have all of these like negative things happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And if I do, if I do feel those things, cause I inevitably will feel re-traumatized, right. Yeah. I inevitably will feel grief. I'm at a healthy enough stage now and have the tools now to like work through that instead of shutting down. And that, that, this I think has been a really big hurdle for me because I just like, don't really know how to touch those things. Mm. I don't know and which is why I, I work, you know, with this um, EMDR um, um, therapist about, like, trying to recover, not not recovered memories, um, that's not the right word, but, like, just kind of um, think about the memories that I currently have and the feelings associated with those things and trying to, like, move through the traumatic um, response in my body so that I can then recall more things, mm -hmm. right? That's basically how it works. Um, because I think that there are a lot of really big things there that I just have been unwilling and afraid of touching um, that I think would, would give a lot of... Um, would give me a lot of um, understanding for um, why I have certain triggers and, like, why certain things cause me to fall apart or have anxiety or panic attacks, um, why I'm so hesitant about certain things or why certain situations make me want to, like, really shut down. Um, and I think that the answers primarily lie in that, that time before I was, like, 13 that I mostly can't remember. So, yeah... <laughs> That's where I am now, trying to figure out how to go back because I feel like I've gone as far forward as I possibly can. So I yeah I don't know. Damn, don't know how to do some that. Deep stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's the fact that like because I think you could have you could be like well, great. Yeah, this I'm is good. Now. I'm here. And, yeah. yeah, it's fine. And so the fact that you are continuing to realize like you could, the only way up is back. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's that's a really that's that's hard. That's mm -hmm. so. Wow, that's yeah. that's amazing that you're continuing that process. Thank even you. Though that's yeah, thank you. Yeah, and I think it's, it's one of those things like a lot of people think think that like oh like when you go to therapy you just blame everything on your parents or whatever, which is totally valid. <laughs> Some parents need to be blamed, right? But uh, but it's not even that. It's like I know the things that happened. I know like I know that my dad's not a good person. Like I know these things. Uh, it's like there's there's something else there that is like th that. Um, that I think that I need to arrive at, and I haven't figured out how to do that. But I think primarily I feel like I have to do that because uh, I don't want to end up in another long-term relationship. I don't want to end up in another marriage um, where I turn a blind eye to these really obvious red flags that I realize come from red flags that I was, like, conditioned to ignore as a child. Mm. You know, and yeah. so and so I need to find a way to make that connection so that I can like move forward towards more happiness and like more fulfillment. And the other thing is, like I'm a lot of a lot of the last handful of years have been really traumatizing to me because uh, re-traumatizing to me because I'm watching my daughter go through really traumatic experiences of things that I never dealt with. And and what I mean by that is I had the same experience, but I never. Um, healed them, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah, just just things that will happen, and and I'll be like, I don't know how, how to help you, really, because this is still an unhealed thing in me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I I think that I did the best that I could. I got her the help that she needed, but I realized like I cannot I ca I cannot heal this thing for you 
first of all, because I am incapable of doing that. That's your own job. But also, I don't even know how to guide you to do that because I haven't done it yet myself. Um, so I feel like, like in the future, you know, 10 years in the future, when my kid is at hopefully the point where I am, where, where she's like happy, but is like, there are things that I need to do. I can be like, yeah, I know. I, I know that experience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Hopefully. Ho- yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. So, I mean, I have a lot of really bad traumatic dreams. And that's part of it, too, is, like, um, just, like, the mind is so crazy. Trying to, like, to, like, weave through, like, what is conscious, what is subconscious, what is, what is truly, like, uh, imagination, dreamland, what is memory, you know, what is, um, you know, just from your present day, what triggers happened today that actually are, are because of something that happened as a child, you know, those things are very confusing and overwhelming. And, and I previously have been like, I don't need all the answers. And I still feel that way, mm-hmm. but I do feel like I need, I need some clarity. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, maybe also in a couple of years, you'll go back like not that neither side is wrong but you'll also be like okay i think i have clarity or whatever yeah. enough of something yeah and then you'll be like hey, i'm okay for right now and then yeah maybe in exactly the, like when you're 40 then it's yeah. like okay maybe i want some more and yeah. it's like i think it's just a lifelong yeah. constant like definitely when do you push yourself and when do you right. relax and when do you push yourself yeah away? yeah and i've accepted that like i'm never gonna like arrive yeah you know and that it's going to constantly be a thing but i never want to want to stop pursuing a more like fulfilling life yeah absolutely, right absolutely. so yeah and I think that like that's I I don't know if that's just because like I'm a very like um legacy driven person like I want to leave a legacy and I want to live with purpose or if it's because I just like th- maybe that's just the thing that pushes me on is like there has to be something more there has to be something better but I I really think that there is I think that I think we'll all find it someday <laughs> if we don't die before that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was a lot. I talked a lot. Sorry. Don't Leland apologize. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. You know what? Men don't fucking apologize. Why should I? Right. Take up the space you need. That's why we yeah. have this podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Amen. <sighs> Tell us about your mental mental health relationship currently. Now it's not Leland. great. No, no um, it's not great. Currently, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, mm, I don't know how to describe it. It's one of those things where I know, mm-hmm. but I don't at the same yeah, time. Yeah. I mean, I know that in the past, I think I've... Where, 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 mm, what I'm trying to therapist is that I don't think I've never been not depressed. Yeah. That's a hard thing to realize, too. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I don't remember a time where I, I, I was genuinely happy mm-hmm. because I was just existing. Mm-hmm. And I think I really, really took a toll on me mm-hmm. when I first noticed it during eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And then it just never really stopped. Like, I remember, and it's not, I apologize to my family members, but I remember writing a note, a suicide note. Mm-hmm. And then... Just found it. I found out later. I threw it away in a place mm-hmm. because it just so many grammatical mistakes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I also that's not anything that you need to apologize. That's where you were at. Yeah. No, so like, I know, you don't need to just... apologize to us because it's like that's that's real life. Yeah. And I'm glad that like it wasn't acted upon. Right. I'm glad you're still here. Yeah. But 
that's reality. Yeah, you can't yeah. apologize for like your existence. Yeah, that's that's like, just existing. Yeah. Um. And then I think my sophomore year, mm-hmm. it got really bad. That was like COVID, yeah. 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 So I was doing virtual learning, mm-hmm. entire year, same four walls, same five people. I think I don't know who I was living at the house yet. Um. And then. I think that's actually, I think maybe that's my, my, my what I was going to know. But then, um, I remember doing a little test with my friends and seeing if they were, like, I texted first saying, one last time. Because mm-hmm. I remember feeling the pressure of every, every single friendship I had. Mm-hmm. And then, I stopped. <laughs> and then they stopped. And then I had one person yet, and then she said, that she's going to be kicking her some friendships. Mm. And it was apparently ours. Mm. <laughs> so then I had fucking nobody. Yeah. Except my family, and they were getting on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> so I basically, respectfully, I had nobody. Yeah. Um, and then that's when my trust issues started happening. Mm. Where I started noticing them. Mm-hmm. And that has been caused, not caused problems with my current friendships, which I would really miss out on. Because mm. like, at least in like last year, I remember, I, so I, I went to my first um, friend group and I really felt happy mm-hmm. with them. And I remember feeling just, you know, overall happy. And I got my first girlfriend as well in a sophomore year. Which on the end of that because I blamed it on. I say they on. I think just not doing the same thing, but I realized she's just really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I had my second girlfriend my junior year. Mm-hmm. No, senior year. Senior year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about your first girlfriend. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that ended and I'm still not over her. Hmm. So that's really difficult. Yeah. And I think that's like, that was kind of the main... I think I know what kind of turned the tide. Mm. And I overthink and I was correct on pretty much everything, which always sucks ass. Yeah. Um, and then it just also really does not help when all your friends kind of were made by your brother uh, that's younger than you. Sure, sure, sure. So we have any actual, like, genuine friendships that mm. you made. I don't really know what that's like. Because maybe two people in... But even then, it's like, I'm friends with people that he's friends with. So it's just like... And then the people I'm not friends with that he's not friends with, it's like, I don't really want to be friends with anymore. But honestly, I was like, I'm an idiot, or like a, not an idiot, but like a douche. Mm. Um, and I have friends that I would love to be kept after high school but right now it's looking rocky and every time I try to talk to people about it or at least family it's often you're the problem Mm. because you're putting you need to address them in this way but I am Mm. (laughs) but I'm not feeling reciprocated by that I don't know it's just a lot of things that I don't even it's I'm going down a completely different rabbit hole right now. I'm kind of changing the subject, but just my brain working. Um, 
the question for me would be like, how are you? Yeah. That I've always struggled with because I want to say how I am. Yeah. Well, honestly, but mostly not honestly because I'm burden. But also, like, it's just hard for me to answer that because I don't even know how I am. Like mm. I don't know how to. I can't describe it to someone yeah. else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it to myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. So I just like I. I kind of like. I always just either like say I'm not. I, I always say I'm not doing great if I'm doing if I'm not doing great or if I'm feeling numb I'm feeling numb. Mm-hmm. I tell that to them, but I get I ask a bunch of my friends how they're doing and they ask me. I'm like I basically say the same thing mm-hmm. every single one, mm-hmm. overthinking and scared. Mm. <laughs> um, and I, I'm taking medication and I'm, I like like Fritz, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, said earlier. Just being content. I remember feeling that as well but then it just kind of went downhill because after the, the with my therapist but then the next like today when I met my therapist today it's like opposite where I was overthinking and just kind of worried about leaving um school and like worried about that the friendships aren't gonna last even no matter no matter how bad I wanted to it's not gonna get to me if it does mm. um and it's just, I don't know, it's, it's also hard when, and this is again, a completely different rabbit trail, but like almost every single one of your siblings got good grades, were good at something, whether that's art, photography, whatever the fuck. Um, and I'm, I'm okay with not getting good grades, but it's hard when the rest of your family did. Hmm. Um, mainly, I don't know about college, but I know in high school, at least, I'm pretty sure everyone, like a B minus was a bad grade for them, and for me, that's a... Not Fritz. What are you talking about? No? I don't know then. <laughs> no. I mean, I, you, it's very, I think, I find it very interesting because I, I grew up with my older sisters who also got really good grades, and then I was the one who didn't, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then you are growing up with a younger brother who's yeah. getting really good grades and so I think is we sh- we share a lot of similar um, experiences obviously it's not the same I'm not saying yeah. that um, because I also but similar feelings yeah similar yeah. feelings of just like what is wrong with me um, yeah. yeah but yeah so and I've I, and I, I've accepted the fact that I can't get good grades I'm like I study for math test no matter how hard I study yeah. Think of the same grade as I did if I didn't study. So I've accepted yeah. the fact that I'm not going to get good grades, but it doesn't change the fact that. And it's it, not it, you. Right. It's the system. It's yeah. That's that's the, the way that standardized system. It's the school system. system. Yeah, I guess it, it leaves is. people behind. Yeah. It's not made for us. It's yeah. made for pumping out people to go to work to pump out more work. It's made for production. Is what yeah. it's made for. Yeah. It's not yeah. made to actually learn. Right. And it's, yeah. that's hard. It's a hard thing to remember that and to remind because society doesn't want us to remember that. Yeah. Because it wouldn't function then the way it is right, right. now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Capitalism would fall. <laughs> Let's all fail school. <laughs> so. Um, but then it just kind of sucks then when I'm like I'm in a class that I would like if I'm if I want to be an engineer, which I hate math and science. <laughs> um, oh, no. 
Again, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that if I go to, if I go to college and I'm planning on in college, I'm going to take engineering that I can probably, I'm probably going to have the team and change my um, major, probably take the design, but Ooh. I'm going to go towards engineering first, try out that out, and then I have a friend that's what's going into that, and if he's in Calc right now, I'm not in Calc at all, mm. so hopefully he can help me, <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard that the, um, tutoring at that college is not stigmatized so I'm hoping mm, that that's that will good, that's good. help me um yeah. but and then and I'm also just struggling with the fact that I'm not good <laughs> at almost I'm not good at a lot of things um and I think that's really been difficult because like Fritz is good at ceramics <laughs> okay <laughs> no it's fine keep um, it and then like I have at least three other siblings who are great at drawing and another one that's great at photography. And then my joke is, I know that, I don't know if you already know this, but it's like, it's art- artistic, 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 autistic. autistic. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. And I don't know. It's just hard. I, mean, I don't have an outlet for my... That brings me joy constantly. Other mm. than... And I have my resources for how to get those outlets. But it's always on my phone. Mainly on my phone. Mm-hmm. I mean... I think, like, you gotta give yourself credit where credit's due, though. Like, you are one of the only ones in the family that are good at video games. And whether we don't... Appre- but what, if we don't... I'm not... Our family's not great at appreciating that. Because right. we didn't grow up with that. Right. But you are good at video games. I have watched you play. I remember when you first started, like, Fortnite. That, like, it was comical. Because, you know, you were first starting out. None of us could help you. Because none (laughs) of us knew how. And now I watch you play and I'm like, god damn. Like, you are a beast when it comes to stuff like that. And so you are talented in a lot of ways that we, it's hard to recognize. Because we aren't, um, we don't necessarily, like lift that up on the pedestal or whatever yeah um and so i instead of trying to fit into the, so a wise person once told me which shifted my perspective just because um a lot of times in a family unit we run on like a hamster wheel and try to keep it going and every kid feels this but sometimes you don't fit in that hamster wheel and so you feel like you aren't enough you aren't important in that because you're not artistic or whatever you know and for me it was for other things but for you you're not made to fit in that hamster wheel right and so you're gonna feel like an outcast because all of us are doing it just fine but you can't yeah and so i think to realize that you do have areas where you are really good at what you do like, you went and you were an end uh, history, National History Day. Like, you did stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. you did stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe right now you feel at a time and place where you haven't because when you're depressed, it's hard to do stuff. Yeah, and it's hard to remember the good things. Yeah. And so I, like, I want to be better at, like, helping you, remi- like, reminding you of this stuff. But you are good at what you do. 
Yeah, and to be like, oh, well, I'm bad at a lot of things. Like, well, everybody's bad at a lot of things, right? Um, but you're also good at a lot of things. Yeah. And you may not have even found the thing that you're, like, really good at that you want to do all the time or forever or whatever. But, like, I'm 28, and I just realized I can be an artist, like, six months ago. <laughs> You know, which is like, I, 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 I get that that's like not an encouraging thing mm. because I feel like I, I feel like I have to say those kinds of things like, you know, to Lil Mo too. It's like, you know, you're in this, you're in this place right now in your life where like everything that you know is connected to like your relationships at school, your um, classroom, your grades, you know, all of these different things. And it's really, it's not. It doesn't feel good to be told, like, just wait, right? Mm -hmm. And and things will change and shift. But, like, that's also true, right? Like, your your world is going to become so much bigger as you, as you reach out of, um, like, the relationships that you currently have and, like, the environment that you are currently in and, like, the, the people and the the talents that you know like as you as you see more of the world you'll realize you're shit at a lot more things and also you're good at other things too mm -hmm. you just haven't had the opportunity yet yeah to more different hard shit will come your way yeah and then that shit that you felt like in high school would matter won't matter and it's just gonna like it it's a never-ending yeah process, and that's not to say both. that like your feelings are invalid obviously no that's yeah not no. What we're saying at no. all yeah. But it's just, like, it's just one of those things that, like, yeah, like, how I'm, like, yeah, I feel the best that I've ever felt right now. Like, if, if like, you know, 20 years ago, I would have known, like, oh, all of these bad circumstances in my life would have been the best part of my life. Like, that, that wouldn't make sense, you know? Like, there yeah. are bad things in my life currently, but it's, like, I don't feel those things the way that I thought that I would, you know? Or, like, the bad things that happened previously, if they happened yeah. now, I wouldn't feel them now the way that I did then either, yeah. you know? And I feel like the phrase of, like, just waiting is both so encouraging and yet so debilitating. Yeah, for sure, you because you have no control over that. I mean, even now, I'm waiting to some extent. Yeah. Um, Hi, little Mo. Baby. Oh. Did you want to say hi to the podcast? Anyway, was there anything else that you had? I don't um, know if I interrupted no, you. No, you're good. I mean, it's kind of. I was just kind of speaking to whatever came to my mind. It's not yeah, really. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I that. Thank you for sharing, because yeah. like with me being here, that can be very difficult to even like talk about familial problems. Yeah, and so, I'm a stranger. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. See, no, this is my problem, though. Is that like. I overshare with people I don't know who with people I don't know who about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I, that's not. A, no, it's not a bad thing. A bad thing. But it's like it's also more the fact that like oh, maybe I shouldn't have said this to this person or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, you are on a podcast where we are talking about no, mental health. I get. I, yeah. I know. I know. I. Which is no, why I'm like no, in, 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 other, in other. Yeah, and like in circumstances that's like completely un, sub, un um. Familiar, or like, yeah, I'm yeah. not like learning when new. it's okay to trauma dump and maybe when it's not okay to trauma dump. Is yeah. that like basically? And for me, it's like I almost now don't talk about shit because I'm okay. Then what's the line between yeah. trauma dumping and, and just like sharing? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, 
yeah, I remember having to figure out, like, that, or, like, trying to straddle that, too, when I was, like, like, maybe, yeah, like, 16-ish, trying to figure that out, because, like, I would just, like, very cavalierly say, like, really traumatic things, Mm -hmm. thinking, like, oh, everybody experiences this, right? And then, like, you know, crickets or whatever, and be like, oh, shoot, no, like, we, that's not for everybody, you know, and then being, like, you know, and then overthinking and being like, do they all think that I'm crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I But I just think that comes, again, like, with, with, like, time and experience. And also, it comes with, like, being in relationships where you feel safe enough to do that. And then, like, when you have, have your people that you can do that with and your therapist, right, and whatever... Mm-hmm then um, you you know that you have this space to do those things and you feel less, like, you you need to, to do that to other people less. Yeah. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one thing about my therapist is that, like, all my therapists, mm-hmm. this was when, like, the first, um, the first meeting, mm-hmm. I don't know what to call it, but um, is when then, like, with my family, not that open. Friends... And yeah. I'm like, I'm moving with them, but like, there's a certain level of openness that I'm yeah, with them. Yeah, of course. My therapist? No, it doesn't matter, because I, yeah. I know that my brain, they're paid to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're paid to do this and this and this. So yeah. I'm like, I feel a lot more comfortable with them than yeah. I do with Of course. My family they're professionals. Them. You yeah. should feel that way. If you don't feel that way with your therapist, get a new therapist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, with that, but then it comes to the point where it's like, I'm, it's the first meeting where I'm like, I'm sharing Mm. Well, that's the, that's the point. No, I know, but, like, then I can't get to know my own therapist to the point where it's, like, is this person going to be sure. comfortable yeah. or uncomfortable? I see what person. you're saying. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Anything else? I'm, I think I'm done. I think for me, too, part of, one of the, I mean, divorcing someone is hard in general. Of course, um, yeah. And I think one of the, I wanted it so badly to, like, blame Sandra. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted him to be, like, be the reason, but I think what sent me into spiral, and sometimes it still does, but I've gotten a lot better, of just, like, I blamed myself so hardcore because the fact that, like, well, I'm gay, well, I'm this, so, like, we broke up because of these reasons. Yeah. Um, and so that was one reason why I was in also in such a dark place, mm-hmm. um, and it's hard. That's, like, because my queer journey is wrapped up in my divorce journey Mm -hmm. it was hard to like celebrate myself in a way because I was a cause of a really really painful situation in someone else's life and and in my own life and obviously in like affecting my family members um but mostly for the two of us um Mm -hmm. just a really painful thing to happen and one of the main reasons was because um, of me, right. whether would have our marriage lasted, even if I wasn't gay or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I can't. You know. Yeah, you can't speculate. Speculate that, but yeah, I don't. And I, it's, I don't know where I was gonna go with this, but I think just like, yeah, fuck, <laughs> I don't remember, <laughs> but that. That feeling still, you know, still arises on occasion. Um, but it's hard not to put blame. 
I mean, it's not like he even necessarily... He never did that. He would be the total opposite of that. He never, like, blamed me in that way. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's just... I think it's so hard to, like... Even sometimes when we listen to, like... we have to, There's really good breakup albums and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and I would... It's, it was such a weird feeling because I would feel both sides. Yeah. yeah. I would feel like I'm hurting, because I was. But I would also feel the, like, I'm also the one causing the pain. Yeah. And so... Mm-hmm. Such a very, it was a very weird and still is a weird feeling sometimes of just like, whew, yeah, to be both. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that situation obviously is for most relationships, but it just, because of my coming out, it yeah. feels a little bit different for me, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, I identify with that too. Like, um, feeling like, well, actually, I, I created these circumstances, and so, like, why do I have the right to mourn them, you know? But, like, recognizing, like, no, but I am hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not, I'm not innocent, but I'm not the only guilty party, you know? That was a hard thing to, like, arrive at. Because I, too, wanted so badly to blame Pearl so that I could feel like I was allowed to grieve. But, like, I, then I realized, you know, actually, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need that. I can, I can just accept that I feel both of these things. And that doesn't, like, change anything about, like, who I am. Yeah. That doesn't make me a bad person. Yeah. 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 Woo! Woo! We did it. Hooray. Yeah. Anything else? Or is it tea time? I, think... I mean, I think, well, I'm just going to say this one, if I go back to me for a little bit. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think for me, one thing that I'm scared of is, mm-hmm. like, either A, like, finding my, um, like, I often have to wake up my little, um, sibling, which I mean, I've, mm, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, and I'm always scared of walking in there, turning the lights on, and then nothing happens. Mm. I am definitely scared of that, mm-hmm. um, especially my parents. I'm, and I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh, don't do that, that's, do what the way I like it for myself would be like, I do what you think is best for yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it's going to suck ass, but I'm, yeah, I'm not a great person <laughs> to go to. <laughs> I regret, I'm not going to say that to them in the moment. Of but course, like, of course. I think that it's, yeah. Trying to validate feelings of suicide. Mm-hmm. Is that like you're like yeah I'm not without like, encouraging without encouraging it. it yeah 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 no I get it. it's a very it's a very hard line to walk yeah because like I mean I'm like I with with my ideation I was I I did and I'm still going in and out of suicide ideation it's one of those things where like it would be so nice so nice when I could just you know school pressure. Yeah. No family pressure, no future pressure, no relationship yeah. pressure, no just no pressure. Just right. Complete utter silence and pure bliss. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but then it's like, okay, well I'm creating I'm just creating I'm creating greatness for me and great things for me, but then okay. I was on the other side of it. Okay, I'm not also call it causing so much Right. Whatever much is over yeah. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's almost like I almost see it as a test, mm. like okay, who cries? Mm. And I don't. F- 
I only cried once for someone to come and die. And it wasn't even because I knew them. It's because I knew the effect that they had on people. Mm-hmm. And at first, like, that was, yeah. Mm. I don't think I'm, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a fear of mine to go through that without it being me. Sure, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure, yeah. I mean, no one wants to find someone no, who no. isn't there anymore. Yeah, yeah. And for me, that's one of the things that kind of keeps me going is like if I'm going to I'm going to make sure that no one can find me <laughs> right well and that's the thing yeah 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 I think about that too like and yeah Fritz you were talked about that also like you know there were times when I was really really depressed and I would be like at the at the dance studio or, or whatever and I and I would just like think about like how incredibly traumatic would it be for my yeah. dance students my kids to walk in and find me right mm-hmm. and so I'd be like well I can't I have, like, I, I am a person to these people, and so I mm-hmm. have to be here, and I have to find a way to be here um, in a way that, like, honors myself, right? And and that's really what I feel like it comes down to is, like, we can't just be like, well, I need to simply exist for the pleasure of other people, right? I have to find a way to be here for my own authentic and true and fullest self so that I can continue to show up or show up even better for those people who want me in their lives, Right. I can't just I can't just I can't just logic my way out of suicide because other people would miss me. There mm-hmm. has to be something more there to keep mm-hmm. me on this planet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's really hard to find that. Yeah. And it's really hard to continue when you don't feel that or have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We'll have to put trigger warnings. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, oh, we'll no. put a trigger warning 100%. at the beginning. <laughs> well, okay, and also I keep thinking, like, we should probably clarify, you know, if our listeners are, like, not super familiar with the terminology, right? Like, there's a difference between, like, suicide ideation and suicide intention, right? Yes. So having the ideation is just, like, is just that, like, maybe fantasizing or thinking about... What if I killed myself? What if I was dead? What if I wasn't here anymore? What if I didn't exist anymore? Like, what would happen if I did this thing, this, like, harmful thing to myself that could possibly result in my no longer existing, right? Those are all, like, ideation, whereas intention is, like, I have a plan and I'm going to execute it, right? Um... And to me, suicide ideation is extreme. In my mind, I think it's extremely common, right? Mm-hmm. I think that we, we uh, at least everybody that I've talked to has had at least some point where they're like, I don't want to exist. I want to crawl into a hole and disappear. Like, I want to go to sleep and never wake up, right? All of those things, to me, sounds like suicide ideation, mm-hmm. whether we realize it or not. And that doesn't mean that somebody is suicidal necessarily, right? It could mean that. It like it could that, lead to that. It could lead to that. But um, people saying those things, I think, is more um, more a cue to us, to their the people in their lives, as to, like, where they are mentally. Mm-hmm. More so than, um, like, where they are in, like, in um, their intention of doing any of those mm-hmm. things, right? Because yeah. we all feel like, but I wish I could just disappear, mm-hmm. right? 
um, sometimes. But, yeah, but then yeah. it could lead to an actual intention, and that's different. Yeah. And I think, too, like, if you are someone who right now is only living for other people, I want, like, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, continue to do that. Yeah. And then continue on that journey of finding yourself and living for yourself. Right. But at first, if you have to live for other people, that is okay. Whatever keeps you alive and on this planet is enough. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You don't need to beat yourself up for having to live for other people. Because, yeah. I mean. Sometimes that's all you have. Yeah. That's all I had for a while. Yeah, me too. So. Yeah. And, and like, and I'm happy that I'm no longer there. But I'm, I'm glad that that is what got me to the point where I could, like, pursue more life. Yeah. 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 Uh, should we say, like, I feel like everybody always says, like, whenever we talk about, like, mental health or suicide. Oh. Like, if you have, yeah. if you yeah. are experiencing suicide ideation or, like, suicide intention, like, there actually are resources available. And I do think that, like, um, the suicide... Um, like a hotline, the crisis hotline, um, it has become extremely more accessible um, in the last couple of months. You just have to text, what is it, 988? Yep. Yes. Um, and somebody is available 24 seven. Um, I think that, I think that that's, um, that yeah, is a lot more accessible because, because of the stigma around mental health issues, it is so hard to just tell somebody like, you just need to talk to somebody, Mm -hmm. right? Because you don't know if the person whom you perceive to be the person that you need to talk to or who happens to be in the circumstance that can receive your things is actually going to be able to receive your things in a way that helps you, Mm -hmm. um, instead of invalidates you. And that's like a scary thing. And I wish I didn't have to say that, but it's, also true um I, there have been plenty of times when i said the wrong thing to the wrong person and felt worse right um but at the very least you know if you can reach out to anyone that's better than no one right yeah do you guys want to say anything else about that i mean just reach out yeah and to that's, somebody. that's what you can do yeah only... email us yeah yeah we're here for you we've mm-hmm. been through it yeah send yeah. us a dm just continue to try yeah, just continue to, as much as it sucks, like, just existing, like, and just, and that's it. Sometimes that's all you can do, mm-hmm. and and it feels like it will be like that forever, but I promise it's not. Yeah. And that is even coming from somebody who has been depressed their whole life. There were times when I only existed, and there were times when I was able to do more. And mm-hmm. I am... Um, not disillusioned that I will probably one day again be at a point where I am only existing and that's okay because right now there's more and mm-hmm. there will be more again yeah yeah stay I what kept me sometimes was like I'm staying for the next sunset mm. or if you're a sun morning person than sunrise but I was more of an evening person so <laughs> yeah. I stayed to see the next sunset that's beautiful yeah good my my mom would always be like it's just one day at a time Mm -hmm. and she always would say like if that's too hard it's one hour at a time and if that's too hard it's one minute at a time and even if it has to be one breath at a time like at least you're alive and you're breathing um and sometimes that's all we can do one breath at a time yeah Yeah. and i was the queen (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to figure out my new person. <laughs> the whole trope. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. 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 Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks Thank for you. listening. 
having me. Holding space. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being here and like being honest and vulnerable and sharing with us and our millions of fans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope everyone has a good evening and wherever whenever you're watching this or listening to this I mean yeah Um, yeah. and see you next time yeah drink that cup of tea or eat that ice cream get wasted yeah that too (laughs) get high whatever you yeah honestly whatever you have to do um yeah yeah just be here like life is actually really exciting if if you get to the points where you can you can enjoy it yeah if you can get there, it is good. It also really fucking sucks sometimes. Yeah. 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 We love you guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Leland. It was yes. good to have you. Yes. I, I'm so happy that I got the opportunity to get to know you better. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm Charlie. And I'm Fritz. Leland. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye! Bye! Shouldn't apologize for looking for love Don't project on me Cause you can get some And it's not about my mindset But no when my boundaries are not Open to other lies Just to get me on you Open to other hollow bodies That you'll go through I'm open to all the strings Attached that trust to Open to other things Open to other shit I should be open Matt persevered, and you can too. <laughs> yes. Do you Fuck want mental health? Oh. <laughs> mental health matters. What? Do you want to talk about how much it sucks to be told that things will get better? Uh, yeah. It sucks because they don't. <laughs> <laughs>